Hey, it's your pal, the Dancing Housewife. Are you completely addicted to ballroom dance like the doc and me? Or maybe you're just getting started, or even an interested wallflower. Wherever you are on your dance journey, and however you found it, this podcast is for you. So grab yourself a cup of joe and join me for episode 29, Spotlight on Amateur Smooth Champions, Hannah Bundes and Justin Chow. Joining me today are the reigning adult and senior one smooth USA Dance National Dance Sport Champions, Hannah Bundes and Justin Chow. Thank you so much for taking a coffee break with me today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Antoinette. We're excited to be here. All right. Before we talk about your dance careers, which is what everybody wants to know about anyway, let's talk a little bit about what each of you does off the dance floor. Hannah, you're a physical therapist and you recently took a job in Louisville. So tell me about that decision and how what you're doing in Kentucky is different from what you were doing in Ohio. Sure. So I've been a physical therapist for a little bit more than eight years because you have to go to school forever. What I was doing in Cincinnati is working at Christ Hospital, and I was working in a hospital setting where now I'm working in an outpatient setting. The reason I took the job in Louisville was um, essentially for career progression. Um, I took a management role that I have been fortunate enough to open two clinics down here. So it's a little bit of a leap of faith, but I'm learning a lot, and it's definitely something different. Yeah, I know you were a dancer for most of your life, and I was an athlete in college, and a lot of my swim team teammates were very interested in pursuing careers in health sciences, specifically physical therapy, and I'm wondering, did your being a dancer play a role in your decision to pursue this career? It did. I think it was part of it, for sure. I actually had a physics teacher in high school tell me that he thought I would be good as a physical therapist because of my dance background. So I blame him. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I also, um, I was really close to my grandmother growing up, like really, really close with her. And she had medical problems and I would saw her kind of go through hard things. And I always think like if I was maybe older when she was going through that, I could have helped more. And so I like to work with older adults, especially, um, so I can help people like her. Wow, that explains why you're so nice to Pat and me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now let's shift over to Justin. You are a software engineer, right? That's correct. All right, so I know that you have a lot of irons in the fire. Tell me about some of the projects that you're working on right now. Sure. I think I originally started with um, a lot of the tech startup scene related, networked with somebody who was just leaving Procter & Gamble and he wanted to start a new company. And so I kind of joined him as like a software engineer. And that's when we created our first tech startup company. Since then, we spawned off another company that's using the same technologies here in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We're still trying to file for the business, but it essentially does the same thing. I've been doing that since 2017, this particular type of um, tech, which is a financial services company. Right. And we primarily help kind of like the hyper-local areas with capital raise. So we normally take like a food truck in a particular city, whether it's Cincinnati or Louisville, and we try to get them funded by VC Capital. Okay. My son is in private equity. So this is sort of, sort of like that, but for smaller companies. That's correct. So we actually do non, uh, we actually do equity crowdfunding, Okay. which is uh, kind of on the other side of private equity. 
Okay. What other projects are you working on right now? I know there's a dance related. Tell us about that. For sure. So my other company that I work for is Dance Vision. And so if you happen to be kind of in the USA dance world, you should have noticed that um, recently Dance Vision's partnered with USA Dance to at least provide syllabus material for the American style for USA Dance. Right. Is that the same syllabus that the NDCA has been using for forever? So originally it was called DeVita. Right. But yeah, you're exactly right. So okay. um, Dance Vision is kind of like this um, syllabus that is also kind of in conjunction with either the Arthur Murray syllabus or the Fred Astaire syllabus. This one's just a separate manual. Okay. All right. Now we're going to get to the nuts and bolts of what everybody who listens to this podcast really cares about, and that's ballroom dancing. So. Woo. <laughs> Yay! So first question, and your answers will probably be different. When and how did each of you find your way to the ballroom? Do you want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. So I uh, grew up dancing kind of like you all alluded to earlier. I did ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, that kind of stuff. I was hoping to still dance in college and I actually tried out for Ohio State's uh, dance team and I didn't make it and it was sad. Um, but I joined the <laughs> club at Ohio State, and um, I wasn't that involved my first year, but I think once you find partners that are really dedicated to it, then you kind of fall in love with it even more. I wasn't a dancer growing up. I actually did sports. I was, I think in high school, they call it a triathlete, where I was doing soccer, swimming, tennis. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one time in high school, I did have like this these number of weeks where they kind of required you to learn how to dance. And so I was kind of forced to learn how to square dance in high school, but some part of me actually was really interested in it. So when I was in college, um, during the activities fair, they had a ballroom team that came up and was looking for like signatures and for people to join the club. So I actually joined pretty much day one freshman year of college. And since then I haven't looked back. Wow. And what were the circumstances under which you you all became partners? We started our partnership in 2017. Hannah reached out to me first, and um, it was actually right before I was about to embark on a trip to San Francisco for about two and a half months. During that time, we were texting back and forth to see whether or not we wanted to continue practicing or whether or not we wanted to maybe like actually partner up and stuff. But we had not decided that until about September. And then we had just competed um, at Chicago Dance Sports the following month. Oh my goodness. His version is so much different than mine. <laughs> All right. I want to hear Hannah's version. And then, and okay. then the Venn diagram of both versions is the truth. <laughs> exactly. Somewhere in there is the real story. So we both stopped dancing with our previous partners right around the same time. Uh, a friend of mine helped me brainstorm who I could possibly dance with because um, I still wanted to compete and do ballroom. And we both thought of Justin. So she helped me draft a, a Facebook messenger message to him because I didn't have his phone number. Sent it to him and he replied that probably my best bet was to do pro-am dancing. <laughs> but that, <laughs> But he told me that if he was willing to practice with me for a little bit while I was looking for someone. Um, we did practice some before he left. And then when he came back, we practiced more. And 
I remember one time at practice saying, Justin, do you ever want anyone to see this? And he said, yeah, I, th I think so. And then as soon as he said, I think so, I pulled out the laptop, signed us up for Chicago dance sport. And here we are <laughs> seven years later. <laughs> My version was much better. Was that um, Chicago dance sport 2017 then? Yes. So I don't, I don't remember seeing you guys there, but we were, you know, we were dancing like bronze and silver, maybe like we were baby babies dancing. Pat and I were, you know, really only a couple of years into our dancing. And so we probably were out partying at night when you guys were dancing because we danced early in the morning. But I do remember seeing you dance at that following Mac. And just, wow, you guys really caught our attention from the get-go. Your dancing is so beautiful. And Hannah, it's just obvious that you have a, a strong dance pedigree. And honestly, the first thing that struck Pat and me about you, Justin, was that you are very, a very dapper leading man. I love your Foxtrot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Fun memories all around. For sure. <laughs> so you guys dance smooth and have been very successful in smooth. And... You are also national finalist in standards. So when, congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Well-deserved, well-deserved. When did you pick up standard and, and why? Why did you decide to pick up standard and not rhythm? Uh, so Justin did standard before he danced with me. And we always kind of knew that standard was foundational to smooth dancing and uh, to some point. We tried it a little bit earlier on and then realized we kind of weren't settled enough and smooth to do both, but we really started practicing standard more over the pandemic in Justin's condo living room to start. And then when the gyms opened back up, especially just really working on lead and follow for standard, right? mostly as a way to help our smooth, but then we ended up feeling pretty good about it and got a lot better at that too. Now, why we didn't do rhythm? Let's see. Do you want to answer that? I just figured uh, I mean, you're so good at smooth, you'd really give people a run for their money for the nine dance title. Well, <laughs> I think it's only because of how we kind of started and what the derivative was. Right. So smooth was fine because we kind of had prior experience before our partnership doing smooth. I don't think I've done rhythm since maybe just before I left college. Now, Antoinette, I will never forget fall 2011, my partner, Rachel, and I beat Justin and his partner in silver rhythm at the Collegiate Ohio Star Ball. So let's not forget that. Okay. You know, I, Pat and I do American style dance, you know, nine dance, smooth and rhythm. And so we're always recruiting people to come over to the dark side. But our standard is beautiful. And I, and I know there's only so many hours in the day. So I get it. Speaking of which, that's a good segue into how much you guys practice, when you take lessons, what's the secret to your success? I don't know if it's so much as a secret as it is just it's got to be consistent, but we try to do three to four times a week at two hours. Okay. Usually with our coaching, while it's not maybe as consistent as other couples, like weekly or anything like that, we, because we have to travel for them, we essentially take our lessons in bulk. 
Right. So we'll take like six or more lessons with our coach before we leave. And our brains are totally fried by the time we're out of there. Right. Who are your primary coaches? I'm just curious. Uh, we do most of our smooth with David Hamilton, who is amazing. And right. we're so lucky that he tolerates us. We're also <laughs> lucky that he's really, really close to us. Yeah. Louisville is a lot closer to Nashville, isn't it? Yeah. It's really not so bad. It used to be about a four and a half hour drive and now it's like two and a half. Yeah. That's and good. so in terms, of, in terms of our standard coaching, we were taking from Alexi Maneev in Cleveland, okay. Ohio, because it's about the same distance um, going from Cincy to Cleveland as it is from Cincy to Nashville. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about your competitive schedule for the next few months? Sure. So we try to compete about once a month. Our next competition is actually a collegiate competition in Maryland. It's the DC Dance Sport Inferno, and it's a really amateur-friendly competition. So we're excited about that. Um, we will go to Ohio Star Ball, and then we are doing a competition in New York in December. Okay. Will you be at MAC in January? Of course. We wouldn't miss it. Okay. Great. All right. I have another question. You have contemporaries, several contemporaries that came through the collegiate and then USA dance ranks who have turned pro. So I'm curious, do you ever think about turning pro? Is that in your plan? At least for me, I uh, can't necessarily speak on behalf of Hannah, but um, for me, like I try to take the definition of amateur pretty seriously. And I think that if we were to ever go professional, there's like certain certain things that come along with it that I may not necessarily want in my life. And right. I feel like there's just a lot more effort that needs to be put into it. To sum it up, it's also a little bit more fun to be a pretty good amateur than maybe a medium minus professional. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, obviously, the idea of a professional career for Pat and me is, you know, that ship sailed before we even started dancing. But I kind of understand what you're saying. For a long time, we didn't have very much competition in in rhythm. And so we would hop down and dance adult rhythm every so often. And I mean, even just the difference between dancing in the senior age class and jumping down to adult, it's a very, very different level of energy. So I can only imagine what it's like to go from amateur to professional. It must be hugely different. Anyway, I have one last question. If you had to give one piece of advice or words of wisdom for someone just getting started on their dance journey, what would it be? For me, it's because I've gone through the collegiate world and apparently in the collegiate world, things seem to advance at an alarming rate, even to the point where like, by the time you finish in college, you can get into the open level. In my opinion, I feel like if you can at least practice your basics a lot more than you think you should, uh, it would definitely pay off later <laughs> so take your time and and learn the basics yeah take your time and not necessarily just learn the basics but to practice them as much as you can because in some sense they're foundational to doing all the crazy things that you want to do in open okay hannah what's your advice my advice is just to remember why you started um, we always take ourselves so seriously and this is something that we all do for fun um, and I can be relatively competitive. So it's, 
it's good to remind myself that this is something I'm doing outside of work and outside of the things I have to do. This is something I like to do because it brings me joy and fulfillment and something that dance has been a part of my life forever. So I just need to remember that it's fun and to not take myself too seriously. Yeah, that's that's really a good piece of advice, not just for beginners, but for everybody. Yeah. And now I would like to publicly congratulate you both on Ooh. taking your partnership to the next level. Is it okay for me to do that? You can. You, you may. <laughs> so <laughs> Dustin and Hannah became engaged to be married recently. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you two. It's really fun to share. And what better way to do it than by celebrating with a podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, that explains your great chemistry on the dance floor. I knew there had to be something going on. <laughs> it's the dance magic, you know, it just really brings people together. It does. You know, Pat's and my, this is very funny. I'm going to share this with you and then uh, we're going to wrap. But the dancing doc and my very first date over 40 years ago was an eight hour dance marathon. Can you believe that? That was our first date. So I think dancing does bring people together for sure. And we have been married for 38 years. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. The family that dances together stays together. So there you go. <laughs> All right, Justin and Hannah, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to meet with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Antoinette. It was Thanks, great Antoinette. to talk to you. That's all, folks. If you're a fan of Coffee Break with the Dancing Housewife, Click the like button, share us with your friends, and be sure to tune in every week. New episodes drop on Mondays at 4 a.m. Eastern Time.